Thank you for joining us around the fire. For more information or to make a donation, please visit randomactnetwork.com. Now, want to hear a scary story? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Once upon a time, a few hundred years ago, a humble witch lived along the banks of a river that had recently gone mostly dry. The ongoing drought killed most of the locals' crops and made finding clean water nearly impossible. Yet, as the riverbeds remained dry, the witch's garden thrived. She'd inherited the cottage and her magic from her mother and worked in the magical garden each day. As it grew, she added walls of trees and fences of stone, but still the plants rose high above. The locals had treated her mother terribly, so they'd promised never to share their food and drink with the town. Unlike the witch's family, the townsfolk didn't notice or care for the nature around them. She always suspected if they treated their surroundings with kindness, their water would flow again and crops would be plentiful. Had the locals from the nearby towns ever bothered to speak with her before the drought, she'd have happily supplied them with all the food and drink they'd need. But her and her mother were treated terribly by their neighbors, and the witch simply couldn't find it within herself to care. But then, a young, starving boy knocked on her door. She opened it apprehensively to find his begging eyes looking back. In his hands, he held an apple, which had fallen off the branch overhanging the fence, and rolled to his feet in the grass. He asked for permission to eat it, and then waited there, even though he looked hungry and tired. The witch couldn't resist, and sent the boy off with a basket full of fruits and vegetables. The next morning, she awoke to find his father at the door, hoping to barter for more. The river was starting to fill up again, they said but it would still be a while before there was enough for the town. She invited him into her home and out back to her private oasis. The garden entrance gave way to exotic plants unlike they'd ever seen. Branches bursting with baguettes and muffins, cupcakes and cookies. Lollipops hung in bushels, and the apples, oranges and grapes were the largest you'd ever seen. 
In the center of the tantalizing maze stood a well, the witch's enchanted water source, and the root of her garden's abundance. She filled a bucket for the man and watched as he drank from it with tears in his eyes. She was thrilled with her ability to help, and though she hated to admit it, she also loved the company. But in the back of her mind, she wondered what could come from this. Perhaps she should have listened to her mother. In the days that followed, more and more people from town arrived, and the witch began setting out buckets of goods at night to avoid the constant knocking on her door. But this only led to them arriving earlier and earlier, expecting food and drink at any time of day. And though the garden was magic, her delicious plants still needed time and care. The branches offered less each day, and soon were nearly empty. When she knew that her garden needed time to heal itself or the damage would be irreparable, she kindly packed some baskets for the villagers of the few treats she had left to offer and asked them not to return for two weeks' time. Though she hoped that they'd be understanding, the villagers grew angry, accusing her of standing by while her neighbors died of starvation. Heartbroken, she slammed the door and snuffed the fire. As they continued to knock on the doors and shuttered windows, she slipped under her heavy quilt and cried herself to sleep. In the morning, the sounds of a saw awoke her. She rushed from her bed into the yard to find her entire garden picked over, nearly every plant empty, and a handful of men filling buckets of water from the well. The sawing noises came from the tall line of trees that had previously made up the garden's western wall, now a gaping, haphazard hole, looking on towards the town. The witch flew into a rage, casting violent spells in the villagers' direction, and the terrified men tore back towards the town. She sealed her property off once again with a stone wall taller and wider than before, and placed her hands on the cold stone well, reciting a curse that would plague anyone but herself who drank from its belly or ate the crops it had nourished. No one from town dared return when she was awake, but as she expected, she had a few new friends in her garden the following morning. Smiling, she picked up the small wooden gnomes that had appeared near the well and placed them around the garden. As the days passed, more people from town came back to steal from the witch, and before long, her garden was filled with wooden gnomes, as well as the lush, delicious plants she'd had before. She smiled at her little friends as she tended to the garden. But the locals returned with torches. They demanded that she free the missing villagers and give over her land to the town, or they would kill her. She slammed the door and clutched her book of spells. She could take all of their lives in seconds, but at what cost? A lantern crashed through a window and ignited the cottage. The witch let out a horrible, piercing cry and rushed into the garden. There, she found the locals in a panic. The flames passed from the house to the garden and the trees, and as the fire licked the surface of the wooden gnomes, the spell was reversed. The town had come for the witch, but now they were forced to watch helplessly as their family and friends burnt to death before their eyes. The witch ran from her property and down the hill towards the riverbed, 
which was just a bit higher than the day before, and fell to her knees. She scooped the muddy water into her hands and muttered a spell, when a rope came from behind and tightened around her throat. Grasping at the noose and gasping for air, she was pulled backwards through the grass. The sticks and rocks and bushes that she so loved around her now scratched and scraped away her flesh and bones. Tied quickly to the stake above, she pitied the men. The witch laughed as the flames tickled and kissed her feet on their way towards the sky. She told them what she'd done. The river was cursed to remain toxic forever, and the town would never thrive. She kept cackling until she was only fire, and the men returned to their quiet town, now forever plagued by the witch's curse.